Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going, man? It's going well. Um, this is probably one of the most strange recording things we've ever done. Yeah. We've recorded five episodes in one week, kind of pre-recording for some more short vacations, but... uh my voice is giving out a little bit, but we're doing pretty good. We're going strong. Doing good still overall. Definitely, honestly, for doing five, I'm not as burnt out as I would have expected to be. Um, yeah. But I think this is definitely, I think the other thing that's odd with this is because we are recording ahead, we're doing more like kind of like body deep dive episodes than we normally do rather than covering the news. We're missing a week of news essentially is what's happening. So we'll have a fun news episode. Uh, come on. Uh, I'm forgetting Saturday. the schedule. Yeah, we got like a yeah. news episode on Saturday coming. And mostly there'll be a catch up on questions as well. Uh, but today's going to be a fun episode. Today we are diving into the current state of the heavy weapons in Apex, which sneak peek, kind of a 180 from uh, last season, which was, I don't think, something you or I we're expecting going into this season. But before we get into that, make sure if you want a question answered, ask it in our Discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Kurgrudoche and at HB Person. We would appreciate it a ton. If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon page. It's in the episode description. It's also in the bio of all of our social medias. Um, helps out the show a lot. I mean, there's a ton of benefits over there. If you like Apex content, you're going to get more of it. You're going to get it earlier. You're going to get it ad-free. And then if you're really crazy and you love us so much, you can get a lot of crazy things as well. Mm-hmm. So check out all the fun tiers we got over there. means a lot. I kind of hinted at it. The, the heavy ammo class changed a ton. Talk to me. Walk me through maybe some of the highlights of what changed, why we're kind of going into this episode now versus at any other point. Because we honestly did the antithesis of this last season early on. So it's a big switch up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is notable news. The changes that were released at the top of the season definitely impact uh, right now and the future of the weapon pool for Apex. why I think this is so much of a shock is it is kind of a rubber band, but also the heavy ammo class has had such a strong history of maybe not being overpowered or even overpopular, but definitely powerful and something that you didn't think was going to go away. Consistent. You know, it was mm-hmm. really difficult. Yeah, it was difficult to nerf heavy weapons. Um, you know, like we've tried to throw things into the care package. Hasn't been super effective. We've tried to, you know, reassess how specific types of weapons are used. But the result has been, well, they are what they are. Heavy weapons are going to have a little bit more recoil, uh, all things considered. And they're going to pack a little bit more of a punch. Mm-hmm. But they're so similar to light weapons that... If you do anything too drastic, they're just going to become these slow, hard-to-control, weak weapons. So I think for a long time, heavy weapons were the most stable 
and consistent in Apex, that's no longer the case. Yeah, we've gone through a handful of changes to move it away from that direction. And I'm really curious kind of what the future holds uh, for these guns at the same time. It's interesting when we look at the list as a whole, and we'll kind of dive into it a bit uh, later on in the show, but there is still some uniqueness to this, these weapons in that there's a really cool ceiling with a lot of these guns and a lot of difficulty with using these guns, which I think essentially they pulled out a few of the guns that were the floor raiser, I think, in a way for this class. So, I mean, stop beating around the bush. Walk us through kind of some of the changes that we went through at the top of the season. For sure. So season 14, massive changes to heavy weapons. Most notably, the wingman is no longer a heavy ammo weapon. It's a sniper. Um, That not only is a massive change to one of the best weapons in the game, one of the most premier heavy weapons in the game, but it also means that there is no heavy pistol. Mm-hmm. Like we are completely out of that category. There is no competing anymore uh, to say, you know, heavy is in a multitude of different types of weapons. Major hit to just the versatility of heavy ammo. The rampage was also sent back into the care package. <laughs> the Spitfire is no longer heavy ammo, it's light ammo. So not only do we no longer have a heavy pistol, but we don't have any of the two Mm -hmm. heavy LMGs. Completely insane. I have no idea who I whose idea this was. Like it's such a crazy spring that it's hard to even wrap my head around. It's just extreme. Like and I don't want to even say it's like a bad thing personally. Like I don't think it's the end of the world. It's just very extreme. And I think you're about to go into kind of some of the other weapons that came in as well, which obviously decreased the heavy ammo class. To me, this is like hilariously like matches a sports analogy. So for any of my sports fans out there, but like you're a really good team, you go into the off season and not only did you let some of your best (laughs) players walk, but the opposing teams added some superstars back. So all of a sudden you went from the cream of the crop to a little bit worse, and everyone else got better. So the really is suffering some for some addition by subtraction here, uh, or some subtraction by addition here. So it's a it's yeah. a tough class, that's for sure. Right now, it's in a tough spot. <laughs> and those opposing superstars are the G seven. The G seven is back now, introducing very strong competition against the thirty thirty, which is heavy. And you also have the Volt coming back as strong as ever that competes directly with the car that has been such a dominant SMG. Mm-hmm. On top of that, not only are you introducing more competition, you're removing LMGs from heavy entirely. You're removing the heavy pistol. You're bringing in competition for the car, but you're also nerfing the car pretty substantially by taking away its barrel stabilizer or laser sight attachment when all the others get it including the Volt yeah. and the S and the R99. So 
it's tough scenes mm-hmm. for heavy and, and coming into the season. Don't get me wrong. I still think the car is a very good weapon by all means. And we kind of were told that the car didn't get the laser attachment because it's so dang good. Like it would be too good with it, essentially. I'm so excited for us to do. We have on the schedule an SMG episode just with kind of what the meta has been like. Uh, to really compare these ones in depth and get all the numbers behind them. Uh, I'm quite fascinated to kind of see where things slide in as of now. Uh, And that'll be a fun one, a little sneak peek. Uh, The two that compete against each other, class-wise, Henry, heavy ammo, light ammo, the Battle of the Ages. One of our favorite early episodes was like we did the straight-up great debate between heavy and light. How do they stack up uh, in their current states? Yeah, well, I mean, we've done two episodes now in our history doing this direct comparison, really getting into it. And most recently, the heavy class just had power and it had the numbers. Now, it does not. Mm -hmm. You're looking at a lineup on the heavy side of the flatline, Hemlock, Prowler, 3030. Maybe you count the car if you're being friendly uh, to the heavy. On the light side, you have the R301, the R99, the Alternator, G7, Spitfire, P2020, and RE45. Oh, crazy. Crazy. It, it's just kind of nuts to look at the heavy weapons and say, oh my, there are only four. Like, yeah. that is so crazy. And how impactful it is to bring back the G7, switch out the Wingman, switch out the Spitfire. Um, it's insane just how the tables have turned for heavy ammo. I got a, I'm just looking at this right now, the side by side. Here's my hot take, bold prediction for the heavy weapon class. Now that it's on the table and a possibility, P2020 will be a heavy pistol uh, in the next few seasons. Maybe it'll get a little change, Desert Eagle style, or it'll be like a three round burst pistol or something. But it's just, they're too outnumbered. So unless we're getting another gun that's in the heavy class, it just, it doesn't make a lot of sense as of now. And I see no reason for them to revert any of the changes they just did. So that's my bold. You heard it here first. If it's right, if it never happens, well, you'll all forget. So all good. One of the things that we've often come down to when comparing light versus heavy is barrel stabilizer. like. It's harder to, you have to hit more shots with light weapons versus heavy mm-hmm. weapons, but the barrel stabilizer makes it easier. They have a faster fire rate, so that makes up for it. On the heavy side, losing the barrel stabilizer on the Spitfire before was a big hit. Mm-hmm. Now it's over on the light side, so it's irrelevant. The Rampage, having a barrel stabilizer and kind of being that fully automatic long range option on the heavy side is now gone. So you can only put a barrel stabilizer on the hemlock, which is a super fringe weapon. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of is a weird place to be. If they want to get even more crazy, you know, the Spitfire is insane, that switch. The Wingman is even more nutty. But I would say maybe more likely than the P-20 switching signs would be the alternator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. its rate of fire and its recoil kind of just scream heavy. And if they wanted to bump the damage and keep the barrel or drop the barrel, 
it might be a welcome addition mm -hmm. when the heavy side already only has one SMG. Yeah. I, I could see that happen. I could too. It, it's interesting. I I wonder if either way, I, I wonder if it's intentful that I look at this heavy class and I see a more difficult group of weapons. I see the flatline, a harder AR to use, the hemlock, burst, harder to use naturally for burst. Prowler, same thing, burst as a level of difficulty. 3030 has this charge up feature. Um, and, and we don't we're not really gonna count the car as heavy. Honestly, it's it's both. It's heavy and light. You use both attachments, use both ammo. It's not fair to give it to just one category. So I wonder if they ever did make the switch of like another gun to this class, or if they just introduced a new heavy weapon. If it would fall in line with that of this gun that has some sort of unique feature that makes it yeah. not just like this really easy, straightforward gun to use that the R301, the alternator, the G7, the RE45, these guns that are just kind of steady and easy to use, I would say. It's a, I think it's cool. Like, I don't know if it's intentful, but I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you talk about it in that way, that kind of makes sense why the Spitfire exactly. might be light now. Exactly. Because the Spitfire was an outlier mm -hmm. on the heavy side in terms of it had a really good mobility stats and reload stats, but it had a very competitive time to kill, damage, mm -hmm. like range, accuracy with the barrel stabilizer that even losing the barrel, it probably you know is more similar to an R301 yeah. Then it is a flat line, mm -hmm. as weird as that is. So that's uh that's an interesting take. Yeah, we'll have to ask the the weapons team if we can uh, schedule something there because that's a good one. Uh, before we get into the rest of this episode, though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. We looked at the heavy versus light as a whole. Let's expand that a little bit and also get more specific at the same time. Let's talk ARs and SMGs. Essentially, the core of Apex right now, the full auto guns. How are we feeling right now with how these are stacking up and where's heavy kind of fit into these rankings, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, we can start off with some optimism mm -hmm. that half of the ARs are heavy. You have the Flatline and the Hemlock versus the R301 and the Havoc yeah. on the assault rifle side. Um, to rattle off the SMG side, you have the Prowler and then you have the Oddball, <laughs> the car. Then you have back-to-back -back alternator on the R99. And then what I would consider to be the top dog, the Volt. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you look at that spread, you definitely have some choices, but there are probably far and above superior options in each class. And I would just say off the bat that they probably don't start with heavy ammo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it breaks your heart. I think. The flatline does have, you know, some sort. There's always a use for the flatline. The really good players love the flatline because it has the faster TTK and packs a punch. But I think something that we've always focused on lately is the Havoc's no joke with a turbo. Fastest TTK in the game. So, like, when we start talking about like the high, like, higher risk, higher reward guns in each class, well, it's like, the flatline's not even that anymore. The Havoc's that now, at least in my opinion, where you are risking the attachment, you have tougher recoil, but your TTK is even faster than the flatline. So 
no longer is the flatline that kind of top dog, I think, in that category. And I think you and I are both kind of on the same page. If we're talking favorites, R301, just so steady, so consistent, and so solid. It's hard to kind of elevate one of these heavy weapons over the R3. Yeah. I When I think about what I use, what I like in the assault rifle category, it's R301, flatline, close second on the hemlock. And I'll get back to that. And then the Havoc is at the bottom for me because of the charge up and just because you need a legendary hop up Mm -hmm. in order to use it. And now you need a mag as well. So it's hard for me to use that, even though it does have the highest ceiling. You know, the flatline back in season 11 got the little nerf to the time to kill, but still, I love the hip fire. I love the accuracy requirement. I use the flatline as kind of like an SMG. Mm-hmm. I'll use it as that secondary that in a pinch can be used at you know, medium range. Um, the hemlock, though, is one that I think is definitely overlooked by myself, but is probably overlooked by a majority of players. And I think that now is a good time to point it out because the boost loader is more accessible than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, now being epic and not legendary rarity. You know, the hemlock is burst. That means it's hard. But it also means more headshots, which also means easier to get very fast knocks and time to kill. The problem with the hemlock is it's starting off on the back foot being harder to use burst. But it also is the most attachment hungry out of any of these. I would say you need more than even the Havoc, because if you're using the Havoc, you probably start off already with the turbocharger. Like it's almost like a prerequisite. Yeah, yeah. You can work with, like, if you get a mag and a hemlock, you can work with it, but you level that up with the barrel, you level that up with an optic, and then the boosted loader and a stock, and you have a really flashy weapon that can pack a serious punch. I just think it's so hard to get it there that. It slips through the cracks when you talk about AR meta. Yeah, I think it's I think it's all fair. I would love a hemlock meta though. Again, it's been a long time since we've kind of had the hemlock meta. It is a it's a hard gun to use though because it is burst. It's why I don't use it consistently and why I opt for an R three hundred one. Yeah, but overall, I think the heavy weapons they're in an interesting spot when we look at the ARs and the SMGs. I mean. I think when I'm talking favorites on the SMG side of things, if we wanted to give the car the you know benefit of the doubt and say it was heavy, then I think you have an argument, but I don't think you can say that. I'm with you on the Volt train. Like I said earlier, I'm so excited to dive into the numbers because either I don't know how to miss with the R99 or I've just been frying lately with it uh, yeah. because it feels like with the laser, that thing has been something else. And a gun I've started using more again than I normally do uh, just because that Volt doesn't always do the it's the longer range SMG but you're splitting hairs at that point still with it um, so I'm excited to compare those because I've been using a lot of R9 um, but yeah it, it's a tough class and I think do you want to say any kind things about the Prowler I guess is that where we want to end things with because we have a third that we play with yeah. that absolutely adores the Prowler I don't think you or I have ever kind of been able to fully get on board, at least. 
since the well, select we fire, since the select fire, ca- like, knock on, yeah, we caveat. were leading that caveat, charge. Yeah. Um, we were leading it, but I have to say, it's R9 and Volt. If you think about an SMG as a hip fire weapon, I'm going to want either one of those before Prowler every single day of the mm-hmm. week. The plus sides of the Prowler are you have the possibility of getting more headshots easier with the burst, but you kind of pay the price of risking missing a burst. But the Prowler also excels in its magazine size. You know, you can do, you can take on more than one enemy with a single purple mag of the Prowler, which is pretty unique. The rate of fire of the R9 doesn't allow you to do that, and the Volt doesn't allow you to do that. But I don't know. I can say that a lot of people are loving uh, the controllability with the laser sight on the Prowler, Mm -hmm. and it has competitive metrics. I just feel it's harder to use and. The burst is difficult for me up close. You know, you people are strafing left to right. You miss a burst, the, you miss a lot. the opponent's not going to miss. Yeah. You know, all their shots of the R nine. So, it's really scary if you're not extremely proficient with the prowler. A hundred percent. Very well said. I think maybe the last thing we can talk about to kind of stand with what you're using the most and what you think is best currently. I think the G seven band back is just a massive hit it's mm-hmm. very very powerful um i think that definitely limits how popular a heavy weapon is going to be um g7 paired with either a volt or an r9 i think is probably the best loadout right now um if you want the second best weapon or loadout probably sticking with the r301 is mm-hmm. superior to any of the heavy ARs and pairing that with an absolutely disgusting Eva right now. Yeah. And even the wingman, even though it looks weird, it's still as powerful as ever. And now the boosted loader is more accessible. So I think that it's cool to use. The weird thing about the wingman is that the skull piercer came in, but they didn't nerf the base headshot multiplier like they did the mm-hmm. last time the skull piercer returned. So I kind of thought that the wingman was going to see nerfs when we heard that it was going to be sniper, but really more accessible boosted loader, no nerf on the headshot base. Mm -hmm. It's still a really good weapon. Yeah. I think I I align pretty similar to you, honestly. I I think I personally interchange the G7 and the R301 a little bit more than you do. You're a bit more on the G7, and it also makes a lot of sense because you're playing Gibraltar, and I tend to play the get-in-your-face people. So I'll go like G7 or R301, kind of based off of my attachments, what am I finding, plus that Bolt or R99, and then also mix the shotguns in there as well. Um, And I was like, I'm looking at the list of guns, and I'm like, what heavy weapon do I actually use the most right now? Like if I find a heavy mag, am I searching out any of these guns? Honestly, not unless I can count the car, but I can't because I'm going to stick to the guns. And so the one I actually feel like I'm using the most, which is going to be funny because I know you're not going to like this, is the 3030. And that's just because I'll use the 3030 if I find attachments for it and I find ammo for it early. and I have teammates running the G7, if I'm running a light gun with it, because at some point you can start to get scary with the light ammo if everyone on your team is trying to run a G7 or an R301. So almost like take one for the team, because I do like the gun and feel like I can hit shots with it pretty confidently. 
But that's almost a switch up for me and saying the 3030 is like my most used heavy gun. And I'm not saying I use it a ton either. Uh, so overall, the class just doesn't doesn't really stand out with a uh, easy winner. And I think there's probably some people screaming at us right now about the flatline saying like flatline over R301. That's what I use. I think we've had that kind of debate and back and forth a long time. And I think there's 100% ground to stand on with that. You're just talking with two guys that, you know, we don't lead in with the flatline most of the time. That's just not our personal uh, play style and gun of choice. Um, but that's kind of, I think, where I'm settling in right now. I mean, it's close. Those two weapons are really close. R3, flatline. The way that we think about it is range. R301, a mm-hmm. little bit more long range, and then the rate of fire makes it more flexible, medium mm-hmm. to close. Flatline, it is hard to use at long range without the anvil. Like, it just, you're going to use it at close medium. Like, close medium range so i think if you want an ar r301 is just going to be more versatile and it's a faster time to kill now mm-hmm. unfairly so i'm sorry <laughs> you know the 3030 strong weapon i don't think it's comparable to the g7 i will say that the one nod i'll give to the heavy class is again the hemlock if you can get a boosted loader that drops your accuracy requirement against purple armored enemies mm-hmm. below that of the g7 you're looking at a 27 percent accuracy requirement not considering any headshots which you're almost certain to achieve with a few bursts of the mm-hmm. hemlock so the hemlock can be dirty it just takes real commitment and probably a loba on your team to mm-hmm. really get it to where it needs to be in order to compete with the r3 the g7 something else on the light side so it's unfortunate we're not in a, a heavy meta. It kind of broke our necks. It happened so fast that uh, heavy ammo fell from grace and died. But uh, <laughs> it's kind of nice to have the Volt back, G7 back. So yeah. I don't think there's any tears on this side. Just didn't yeah. think it would happen all at once. No, it's just a, it's a huge variety of weapons you can use right now. Because as much as we're saying we don't use these ideally, you still can. Uh, and that's the most important thing. So. I'm really interested to see where the future goes with this class, though, and the weapons generally, because as we know, Apex weapon designers, it's the goal is not to get to everything equally balanced as all things should be. Yeah. It's what do we kind of want to shake the meta up? What gun deserves the time to shine? Will they do any of these swaps that we kind of, uh, you know, put our tinfoil hats on earlier in the episode four? Or will the hemlock get its uh, buff to come back? I mean, you want to talk about a change that makes the heavy class more relevant? Select fire back on the ground with the prowler. All of a sudden, everyone's going to run a prowler. Heavy ammo is going to be the most desired thing in the game. So it's like yeah. there's easy options to get heavy back to being like a top dog, really relevant class. It's just taking its turn, kind of, I think, lower on the food chain right now, which is okay. Everybody takes their turn. Um, any other kind of overall thoughts on, we titled this the death of heavy ammo, which, yeah, it's a death of heavy ammo, but hopefully it'll be back here soon, get a nice little resurrection. Any other overall thoughts you'd like to share on, on the class or weapons? You know, LMGs are so powerful mm-hmm. in this game where... ARs can go back and forth, flatline R9 back and forth, 
car, Prowler versus R9 alternator, back and forth. Having two really powerful heavy LMGs last season in the heavy class, and then swapping over a nerfed version of the Spitfire to light and pulling out the the Rampage entirely, that is really what cuts the head off of heavy mm-hmm. because they're standing head and shoulders above all the other classes because LMGs are so powerful, sustained, mm-hmm. high damage, fast time to kill, very forgiving in terms of their mobility and reload. To then having none, you're just cutting the legs right off of the class. Yeah. So if that can be returned, you know, maybe they'll be back on top. But honestly, it's going to be difficult for the heavy class to claw their way back to where they were. I don't mm-hmm. think they'll be in the dominant place that they have been in the past, probably ever again. Um, I think what you hope for in the future is that energy gets more fleshed out. And you start to see a three-way split between yeah. energy, heavy, and light, which has really never existed. So yeah. look forward to that. I think energy's one gun away. Honestly, they're they're a consistent. They're a yeah. gun that doesn't require a turbocharger away from you know being at least in the conversation. So that would be a really cool place to go for sure. The rampage probably come back someday it's just you know a matter of time uh, at this point and it could be a full year from now uh, with kind of how things have worked so we'll see if it ever comes back you know the spitfire was the most broken gun in the game and it's come back and nobody really complains about it anymore so i guess time away is all it's needed for the lmgs sometimes Um, but overall really fun episode the death of heavy ammo. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you to our producer, The Third Party 10, who supports Silver on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple, follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thanks so much for listening to The Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Maybe tomorrow.